Uh-huh. This my shit. All the girls want to be like this. This market's bananas. It's B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Welcome to The Roots Report. My name is Patrick. I'm Major. And I'm Tim. What are we going to talk about today, Patrick? Well, today I thought we'd talk about Elon selling 10% of his stock and how billionaires take loans against their stock. The Evergrande Blues, which has returned and also been avoided, but will we see it again? And an options update, along with a short intro on Tim's risk management. And to start off, I would like to ask Major one question. How many companies are in the S&P 500? That's a great question. You would think 500, but like everything else in, in the stock market, it's not that easy. There's actually 505 companies. They're lying to us? Why is that? There's Do you know? A br- there's a brand to the S&P 500, and uh, I don't think... Well, I don't know. Maybe Facebook changing its name to Meta, Time Warner Cable changing its name to Spectrum and getting cus- uh, better customer uh, service uh, reviews. Maybe the name change wouldn't kill it. Maybe the S&P 505 would be a sexy new branding for Standard & Poor's. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Uh, but as the market grows and as companies grow and as demand grows, so do indexes. <sighs> oh, sorry. That's my phone. Um, <laughs> I told you guys 15 episodes ago. You really need that, that I was gonna. <laughs> no, don't, don't we? I told you guys like 15 episodes ago. I was gonna change my ringtone to that, and uh, as you can see, I'm a man of my word. Uh, yeah. My phone's on silent. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, that <was> it <laughs> was pretty good. good timing. He was a valid presidential candidate until he made that noise. And then he was laughed out of the election. Well, all I can say is that after seeing Trump, I mean, it just sounds like he's a quitter now. Because yeah, I mean that guy can just go out in the middle of nothing. Fifth Street and and shoot somebody. He could. Nobody would say anything. He almost had. A, he attempted a coup. I don't know why he's not in jail right now. Uh, I always thought it'd be really funny not to get political, but just uh, from a legal standpoint, I always thought it'd be really funny if the one thing they got Trump on. Was him defacing that federal uh, map when he redrew the lines of the tornado of the hurricane because he, he mentioned the wrong state? <laughs> uh, and there's like a like some kind of like fine print, small law against like uh, defacing or misrepresenting like federal uh, storm data or whatever. And I just oh, really? thought about I just thought about Capone and how they yeah no they one got could him touch him until they got him for taxes. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like this. It's like the small things that get you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like removing the label off of your mattress. That would have been good yeah. if they got that's what they got him for. I mean, he did have much more blatant crimes, but c'est la vie, such as power Ooh. and money. We uh are there any public mattress companies? Um what do we're you mean? We, IPO'd? We're, we're, you mean publicly no, like, tradable? Like publicly tradable mattress firm companies? Yeah. You know, like, uh Purple. You know, didn't you see uh, about Purple no, made I'm much looking money? for like now, I'm looking for one of those brick-and-mortar stores, because I'm pretty sure they're, they're all scams. We'll talk about this in another episode. But, like, there's a thousand They have very high profit stores. Margin. Yeah. <sighs> uh, well, maybe, probably, maybe we'll just do that. I don't know any off the top of my head, but I assume that, like, Serta probably I know a couple of random Canadian ones. Or whoever owns Serta, you know. Well, uh, 
note to the editor just remind me to look into this later guys come yeah. back next week uh, next week we'll have sure an they, answer for a, you about yeah, the like, publicly uh, tradable mattress companies that aren't purple <laughs> for whatever reason should i invest in purple do you like your purple mattress uh yeah i mean maybe oh, wait, I don't stop know. there no yeah, uh, yeah. i didn't mean they'll have yeah, to sponsor in, us before <laughs> yeah invest. Before we I mean, give an yeah, official review you, it would be worth looking into still i mean there's but no do you reason like, to do you like the purple stock uh, I mean, it's gone up a lot. I know some people made a shitload of money off of it since it like IPO'd. Hmm. Interesting, because we all need beds, don't we? We do. And the housing market's growing, right? You got to fill those houses with with beds. Yeah, furniture, yeah. right? We saw uh, Babcock we a, and Wilcox. We have another right do well on earnings. Premium DD that we haven't released to the public yet. Learn more about it in our uh, Discord if uh, you want. But there's the same thing uh furniture opening, and, uh, man. it's happening yeah and uh, uh appliances and stuff like that you know i Definitely heard a talking into. head uh over the weekend say that consumers have a saved up u.s market consumers have a, a combined savings of two trillion dollars that analysts wow. forecasts are going to put in the market uh he didn't put a time frame in that but i was like man that's a lot of money. Yeah, that is they quite should, a bit. They should all buy sp- stocks. They should all buy SPY. We can just yeah, send SPY. Just send the S&P 500 to you, uh You shilling your options again, their wager? No. No, I'm just shilling my success story. We'll talk about that at the end, though. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> you want to save it, huh? Yeah, save save the juicy part to the end. You know, that's uh, the only right. reason why people are listening. How is Major doing in options this week? Especially since yeah. SPY traded sideways. We'll get into that. Yeah. Okay, but so, no. First off, let's talk about the only thing that I, that I love talking about besides stocks is uh, the rich, and and one how to become rich, and then two how to avoid paying taxes. But until I figure those two out, I'm going to talk about the third thing, uh, and that's damning them, damning <laughs> yeah. them to hell. If you're not one of them, I mean, they suck, don't they? The right? rich are just yeah. dirty, disgusting people. My yeah. new fiscal goal is to become upset at this Joe Biden policy of about four hundred thousand dollars. That's that's my new goal. <laughs> I want yeah. I want to be able to get on the other side of that fence to get pissed off at this tax, this this possible tax. Anyway, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, maybe I can bastards from. Uh, I'll just you know, greedy take bastards. Some, take a play out of Elon's book or something. One yeah. Day. <clears throat> so. I know there was a narrative going around about Elon selling 10% to avoid or to pay his taxes, but actually it's a bit of a misnomer because billionaires like Elon don't actually need to ever access their real assets like that. They have What do you uh, mean? What do you- they have lines of credits from major banks often that are put against their uh, net wealth, their value. Uh, <clears throat> so instead of getting in trouble with the FEC again uh, and selling t- stock because he thinks it's too high, he just put up a Twitter poll and said he's going to so- sell it about that. Uh, but because billionaires can take out basically shitloads of loans against their net worth without ever actually having to liquidate their uh, assets. So we'll talk about the lines of credit here in a second, Patrick, but I want to go back to something I think you were hinting at. You think... That Elon was doing this publicity stunt. That's what we're going to call it here because it was on Twitter. Uh, you think he was doing that to curb the growth of Tesla's share price because we'd seen it go 40 to 50% in a single month? I think not, he was looking to take profit up yeah. at the top. That's what I would do, right? Not to curb think, it, but and, he doesn't want it to go down more necessarily. He just <clears> thinks it's a good time to sell. And he doesn't want to say he wants to sell because it's high because that makes right. 
him and he less can't money. just not say anything because yeah. with everybody being mad about billionaires not paying taxes he sort of saw it as like the ideal opportunity to like yeah. okay well i'll go and ask twitter if they want me to sell 10 percent of what i own to pay then, taxes like, on it worst case scenario i get a 20 billion dollar payday right no, worst right? case scenario uh i have to pay someone to create some twitter bots and then i have to vote on my own poll yeah, because I mean, you, yeah. when you're the richest man in the world, you control whatever you want to, uh, and I think a Twitter poll would be fairly easy thing to do. Right. Yeah, and and so like, and it the makes share price people... has, has receded over the past week. So he has been selling. Like clearly, the uh, eight form eight Ks have been posted, and I don't know. We were doing the math sort of in uh, the Discord for a little bit, tracking how much he was selling. But after we were up past, like I don't know, I think. 1.2 million shares the first day or something. Or something like that. The first day. There was a, the couple, first day. Rounds of, yeah. a couple of rounds of filings. Yeah. So. Well, and also, know, even it's... if it's not for the FEC, like, he doesn't want to spook this price because it'll make him less money, actually. So if he gives, like, a reason that's not related to the stock, then people won't yeah. be as afraid. So he can sell it for higher. It's hard yeah, to sell absolutely. 10% and not tank the price. You know what I mean? When you own Do that you sell through sales. dark pools? Or do you sell it through the open market? I haven't looked into that. Because, I mean, it's Tesla. I feel like institutions would want to buy at bulk on a discount. Right. Right. I feel like Kathy Woods would probably reach out and say, hey, I heard you're selling up to 10% of your stock. I'm me, mad about me, how me dark ARC has been performing. Oh, my gosh. It's not been doing well. You know, you just got to wait for, like, the next 10 years. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> or you can just invest in, like, the S&P 500. Yeah. It's where the majority is, but got a couple long calls for Arc. Or should should you invest in the Nasdaq with the metaverse taking over? Uh, it feels like tech's just going to get bigger. You know, tech feels a little bloated right now, but but it's anorexic still. There. If there's a whole another world that gets developed online that you can run around in, right? And all those things are going to need devices, right? I don't think yeah. it's. I don't think it's the perfect time to buy NVIDIA, but I don't think it's the wrong time to buy NVIDIA for the long term. Uh, AMD, I remember looking at that at 100, thinking about buying it, and then not. And then come back a month later, and it's like 140. I'm like, oh, I guess I should have bought. Yeah, I remember buying at like 60, and then selling it at like 69. Nice. For the memes. For the memes and movers <laughs> of the world. So other than uh, <clears throat> Elon spooking the price potentially with a 10% sale, I wonder how many times... Evergrande is going to come back into the mix because yeah. I mean this is the second time that they've been like oh we're bankrupt oh but maybe not oh but maybe yeah. we will be what in the future was... I don't know what? are we going to miss a payment are we not going to miss a payment are we going to tank the market so yeah it's uh, interesting they they're basically just kicking the can down the road I think I think they're barely scrapping together enough money to like make a payment or like partial payment yeah so, I mean like Reuters but I think it was Reuters that came out with an article Wednesday about like uh, not being able to make the payment. And then an article Thursday or Friday came out saying they made the payment. Right. They so, may be able to make their payments. It's just they're late or I don't know. I wonder when, if, if we're going to see a point of like diminishing returns. Like there's only, like we saw that in Bitcoin, right? There's only so much China FUD that can come out before the market just stops caring. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Right. Or yeah. at least cares a lot less. Like Oh, wow, China banned Bitcoin for the 14th time in a row, for the seventh year in a row, or whatever. Well, don't they just uh, keep posting the same article? News, and, like, yeah. News I think, that I think it's old, add, it's not even new news, it's just they repost it. I think they add 
new regions every once in a while. Or they changed specifically what it is because, like, you couldn't mine it before, and now you can't sell it. Now you can't do for, transactions with it. Or, yeah, now you can't do transactions or something. Yeah, they changed it a little bit. A lot of miners and other uh, companies have moved out of China. Yeah, I know. So yeah. it's going to be less important what they say in the future. Which I wonder if that's going to change how China feels about cryptocurrency yeah. as all these businesses, all this <clears throat> money is leaving China now, going to other places specifically, not just like the States, but like directly outside of China. Right. Yeah. How long do you think before El Salvador becomes a like financial capital of the world? <laughs> with, their, like a, with their volcano mine? With their volcano mine. How many Bitcoin have they even mined? Yeah, it's not like that know, powerful, the, is it? No, probably not. But like... I, I'm pretty sure they have about like 300 Bitcoin for like the country. I, I, I was following it like at the beginning as they were like purchasing it. That's not even like oh, a like lot to, of money to distribute. It's not, but like it's their secondary currency, right? So like it's just the fact that they're actually adopting yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, maybe they do. Yeah. They're very crypto friendly at least. So mm-hmm. maybe if it gets adopted by other companies, I would say if they have like uh, guys... crypto friendly policies for some reason. I, I would imagine they probably do. I don't know. Well, I mean, but... I don't. I'm not sure that they have overly friendly ones now, but maybe in the future, if they kind of capitalize on their legal code for that, kind of like how the Cayman Islands or whatever are yeah. tax havens, they make a lot of money off of that. I, sure. I don't know. The president of El Salvador uh, on Twitter when they the first day of them accepting bitcoin you know changed his profile picture to have bitcoin and laser shooting out of his eyes so i feel like it's probably pretty government friendly (laughs) no i mean i I think it is but i don't know what they're if they have like overly friendly policies like um if they're going to give rebates for crypto miners or stuff like that that could change it or like government support of exchange exchanges or something you know there could be a lot of other things i mean i think he is friendly but it's more important like how much money they're going to spend on this right so right do you wish the u.s government had a more like do you wish we were like going to be on top of this or or even ahead of the game you wish we had a more crypto friendly Uh, policy or do you just glad that the government has as little policy as it does i mean i think it's best that they stay out of it because for the u.s government can't do it right like well, they're not gonna so the if they're gonna age, do it they're gonna fuck it up because the average age so of the much... 117th congress is 59 years old yeah they don't right? even know uh, what crypto i remember is. having to teach my mom how facebook works how skype calls work i, I couldn't even imagine trying to explain the blockchain or an Wait, nft to, to did, them did you say the average age is 159 years old no, no the average age of the 117th congress is 59 years old oh wow yeah. Hmm. So they have no idea. Which we should change. We need to make yeah. Roots Research a Great again? public in- yeah. <laughs> public <laughs> interest group so we can support younger uh, Yo, senators I, and I stuff. Would, I've always believed, like, and this is really dumb, and it's a circular idea. I always come to the same conclusion. I'm like, I wish people had, like, a lobbyist who could represent them in Congress. And I'm always like, oh, wait, fuck, that's our congressman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like if, if only Anderson... there was somebody who could represent our interests. Right. Right. Uh, no, we need special interest groups now and stuff like that. For We really do because, at this point. Uh, they like if the 80% of the Americans are just fucking turd bags. 
I mean, 80% of Americans or something like that, some extremely high number uh, are in favor of at least decriminalizing marijuana. Uh, but we're seeing just no real movement in right. Congress. Now, I think it's revolutionary that a Republican brought up uh, a cannabis bill into the House. So like, we're seeing progress. But like, this is something that these guys in Congress are so old now, based on the data I just gave you, right? We're, we're getting <clears throat> high in the We're smoking pot in the 70s. We're, we're doing cocaine in the 80s, right? right. Uh I don't know what the 90s was all about. Um, but, you know, they've done this stuff, right? Or their older brother did, or their favorite musician growing up, right? The Doobie Brothers. Yeah. I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Not saying I'm pro or against. I mean, I'm totally pro. But, like, <laughs> if the people have this kind of consensus and you're an elected representative, you need to represent your people. Like Joe Manchin, right. who doesn't like the, uh, who ixnayed the billionaire tax. There are no billionaires in West Virginia. He's not representing his his, his people. Right. Constituents. Well, and that's the thing is that uh, they're extremely out of touch with their pe- the populace. And that's because the people don't really elect them. Right? Money does. So yeah, they're in touch with the things that get them elected, which is the campaign contributions of the rich. Which is know, do you see that, a backwards system. Did you hear about that election in New Jersey? I think it was like a governor election in New Jersey, uh, and the incumbent almost lost to a Republican who was running on a $157 campaign. Yes, I actually yeah. did hear about that. That's well, just how much but, people hate their politicians. But he didn't win, did he? No, but no, it, he, so. he he got way too close for someone who spent less than an Xbox One uh, on a campaign. Right, but I mean, there's other costs to that as well. I mean, foot, yeah. foot hours and stuff like that. Yeah, but, oh, a thousand, <clears throat> thousand percent. It's too expensive to run. Right. And he still didn't win, so it's money that puts you there. And as long as we have Citizens United uh, ruling in the Supreme Court, which made me literally want to throw up when I heard it, it's going to be very difficult to change that. What is Citizens United ruling? Uh, they made it so that you could donate like unlimited amounts of money to political campaigns and you don't have to say who it's from. So basically, oh, it makes it like money is what matters, not the vote. There should be yeah. campaign cap contributions. Like you can't Definitely. contribute more than X amount. But they said, and it should be registered to who's contributing. Right. I mean, let, let's be honest. If professional fo- if professional sports leagues like the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, if they all understand the value of a market cap of a cap or a salary cap, then like, why don't we? Yeah. Why isn't the government? That's true. You know, because, like, the most expensive, you know, the richest team could just, you know, hand out millions and millions of dollars to, to all the best players, and then you'll have all the best players on one team. So they put a, a salary cap so you can only spend X amount of money on all your on your whole team. And you have to make the best team you can possible, but exactly. you still need to have all your right. positions filled. Yeah. Because so it you makes get, like, it more One, fair. maybe two good players. And right. Then so if we care about our professional yeah. sports being fair, why don't we care about our politics being fair? Yeah. Because it makes people money. Vroom vroom, motherfucker. Speaking I guarantee of vroom, vroom, if uh, I know this, it made them, if it made more money to have like no cap, they would do that. But it saves the money. It makes the yeah, because everyone would just be pulling for like one or two teams who had like the best yeah. players. Yeah, that's true. You can have a diverse spread of a fan base and have like a national competition instead of like one team just. Yeah, you want competition with that, but yeah, with other stuff like politics and money it makes them more money to do it the way that they're doing yeah, yeah. we always yeah. sink to whatever makes people the most money that's 
generally the rule. Kind of crazy. Yeah, like me and options. <laughs> like you and options. You and options, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah, right. What's uh, been working, I, I, eh? Uh, well, technical analysis, that's been working. Uh, I've been monitoring Spy closely, you know, looking at the, the daily chart. You don't even have to do like hard, it doesn't even have to be like hard technical analysis. You just look and you're like, oh, look, the weekly and the daily and the four hour all are over like 70 RSI. Uh, maybe I should go ahead and secure profit, close my position, wait for the dip and buy back in. Yep. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. I think it's really interesting because like on a technical level, the market needed to pull back and needed a correction, right? Uh, three to five percent. Nothing, nothing big. We're not talking about like a 10 percent, whatever. But it just needed like a little bit of a of a pullback before it made this next big bull run heading into the debt ceiling in December, right? Because that's going to be rough for the market again, uh, I think at least. Yeah. But the earnings were so strong. The economy is so strong that we didn't see a significant pullback in the markets. We saw a lot of trading sideways, which does help RSI, right? It'll lower it. Uh, and I guess technically, you know, as long as you're not in options, it's better than it dipping. But I much rather like a, a pullback, rip the bandaid off, let me buy the dip, and then start the rip. Right. So I hope something happens. Uh, I know Monday should be fun with Biden signing the bill, right? I don't think that's, I mean, I know it's priced in, but I think the pricing is going to, continue the hype's going to continue so i'm looking forward to monday and yeah it'll be interesting tim do you use any of that in your uh risk management uh so <clears throat> my risk management strategy kind of um is made up of a few different spots uh, a few different pieces and basically you want to like take a look at what your timeline and like objective is for the trade before you do anything else and once you've determined a timeline for it, whether you're doing options or even just trading common shares um, or even like cryptocurrencies, um, once you've sort of determined a timeline, you can begin to uh, formulate a, a small strategy as to um, benefiting the most you can out of the position while also limiting the amount of risk that you're actually giving for it. And I use this most often whenever I'm trading with like leverage or options or um, I don't know, any tools that provide you with some extra margin, whether you're taking a margin loan and trading on that or even just like futures contracts where I've talked about this before in the podcast. Actually, I do know that, but uh, you take like 1% of your position at 100 times uh, margin position and it effectively is doubling the amount of money that you have to be able to put up for a position with smaller amounts of margin. Obviously you would need to put up a little bit more, but like you could still gain an extra 10% of your position on a 10 X margin by putting up 1%. And then for the whole position, the total risk would be 1% of your portfolio. However, you can also set a stop loss. So you can't be liquidated for that 1% of your portfolio. So uh, there's kind of a lot of things there, but Determining a entry and exit of the position um, as you're entering into it is kind of essential as well because you, you want to have an objective as to where you think it's going to go and like even ask yourself like why do I think it's going to go there in this time frame? Tim, can I ask you a question? Uh, so what is margin? What are you talking about here? Uh, why do I care about the difference between what it takes to buy something and what it takes to sell something? Are we talking about like like sales margin? We're we talking about like gross revenue margin, like. What is this margin you speak of? Oh, so margin is a... Um, oh, margarine, a, like the butter substitute? No. <laughs> no. No, okay. 
it's um, a loan that you take from your uh, financial institution, uh, likely like the broker that you're using, and it gives you access to more money for the cost of an uh, interest rate that you pay. Right, so that's like I a, give a, a them money, rate. and they give me money back. They give me, they give me more money. They, you, you put up, put up a little bit of money, and they that's give the you 1% double the amount of money that they that you put up for a predetermined percent interest rate per year. Now, what what if I lose all my money? What if like I buy? What if I, on margin I buy an option and it expires worthless? Uh, so it would sell, uh, but like essentially, you have the obligation. Uh, to pay back the full amount of money that you my one percent, okay, loan uh, the the entire amount that you borrowed take from from oh, the loan has them okay. plus the interest rate. So your gains and your losses are amplified by the percent of margin that you borrowed. So exactly. instead of take yeah. instead of going to my bank and taking out a loan, right? Let's say like I I've got two thousand dollars and I want to trade with ten thousand dollars. Yep. So and instead of going to the bank and putting up $2,000 and getting a $10,000 loan, I can just do this through my brokerage or my financial institution, and we're going to just call that margin? Yep. Basically. Yes, essentially. Short-term Sweet. personal loans. It's yep. almost like I knew what you guys were talking about, but I was doing it for the beginning, listeners. It did seem like yeah. that almost somehow. Um, almost. Very informative. Oh, that's all you guys. I'm just here with the questions. <laughs> cool. Okay. So... You put up 1% of your portfolio, yep. and then you get a times 100 back. But if, if or, or even so times two. It depends on what specifically you're doing. It's hard to do 100 times for trading stocks and stuff, but for cryptocurrency, it's readily available. Would you go times 100 on Squidcoin right now? No. I don't even think you can buy Squidcoin anymore. I heard, I heard people are still buying it. Well, All in Dodge. Maybe there's a season but two. But you know... Yeah, just call Doge. it Dodge. Doge, mm-hmm. Dodge, whatever. Do- oh, no, I thought you were being Dodge. facetious. If you Doge can dodge Army. a brick, you can dodge a ball. Wrench, whatever it is. If you, you can, can dodge, dodge a wrench. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the next thing for controlling your risk is um, whenever your position, if it ever does move green, set a stop loss whenever you're in the green. Like worst case scenario, it goes back down and you sell for a dollar. It's better than negative $5 or 20 or losing the whole position. Right. Now, see, maybe, Tim, you can help me with this because I yep. am – I struggle with this. I struggle with putting a positive stop loss. I'll put a negative stop loss. Uh, yeah, and it's good I to have a negative money. stop loss as you enter the position because then it limits your loss to like 3% or something, whatever your risk well, tolerance is. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I usually just go – yeah. I, I try to base it like you know on a risk-reward ratio. I try to get in kind of – you know, where it makes sense at support, however, you know, if you can find that sweet trade where it makes sense to get in support, however, there is a definite stop loss or a floor right. that you should put yours on. Like, that's like the, oh, I love those trades. Those are yeah, those yeah. are good, high quality, confident trades. Uh, even if you lose money, because I mean, you know, you trade 100 positions, you're not going to win every one of them, right? right. It's, no, it's all about and... managing your risk. Uh, so exactly, yeah. even if I lose money, I, I still still enjoy those trades because they're high confidence trades. Yeah, that's uh, you know exactly. as well. Yeah, you know exactly what you're doing. Like, if it hits this price, I'm in. If it hits this price, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. And whenever it does move up, it may be a good idea to sell and take the profit rate away whenever you can. Or Okay, Elon. Well, hey, sure, I guess. <laughs> Everyone has to take profit at some time. Um, or set a, a stop loss that's in the money and or, like, green. So even if it goes back down, you're still going to be making 
one or two percent profit on, stop on the trade. I think sometimes yeah, are profit stop. Yeah, green pop stop losses are my my favorite. Yeah, they're nice. And that's like a, I feel so. If it keeps moving up, you can keep moving after up. The green I stop. said a green stop loss. You know. I'm yes. Like, there's no way. I can no more lose. risk on the position. Yeah. I'm not losing. <laughs> I yeah. can't lose. Yeah. I can only mess up by re-entering the position. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, an- another strategy is if you do by chance happen to have something that runs up 10%, 20%, 50%, or 100%, you can always sell the majority or half of the position and take out the original money that you invested in and keep a couple free shares. That's, that's something I like doing. That, that's something sure that I really do. like doing too is... Like sort of overweighting a little tiny bit into an options play and then selling four of them whenever it goes up twenty percent. Right. And yeah. then keeping a free one. I always uh I always like to get multiples in options and stuff like that so that when it goes up I can sell at least one or two of them. And then well, and you guys like after. and make your money back. Yeah. yeah. You guys forgot to mention that in your introduction to options. I had to learn that trick on my own. So I was like, ah, oh, like this, this option that, ran that, from that's a to a thousand advanced play though. Like I should sell yeah, that, it. We just went over the basics. This is technique. This is technique. This sounds like I need a second episode. It does. Oh yeah, for sure. We definitely need to do another one. Maybe I think next week we can coming yeah. next week. Tune in to the roots report. Yeah, no. So I just, oh, oh yeah. So going back to what I was saying before, uh, just looking <clears> at the RSI. Seeing the dip and then just seeing, like, knowing how strong like, the economy is, I was able to to buy the dip. I was, like, you know, averaging down, easing into my position. And, you know, no one's trying to catch, like, a falling knife over here. Uh, and then, you know, Spy just shot $3 randomly on uh, Friday. And bam, look at that. I'm making Cash money game. for the weekend. Yep. So that's cool. I, I really enjoy it, like, this roll-up strategy. Uh, and <laughs> It's roll what? out. Uh, <laughs> is it roll out? Yeah, yeah. That's why I made fun of you last week. Oh, with the fruit roll-ups? Yeah. I thought you were just being yeah. like nostalgic here. No. Is it? Ugh. It's roll-out. <laughs> what, what are you, you like? Uh, Ludic- are you ludicrous also, over here? I think you're being ludicrous. Also, quick, uh, quick little Someone, Some listener out there advice. got that joke. Because it wasn't these two guys. It was Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, a quick little bit of advice is that there's no reason to roll out anymore. It used to be to save from like commissions or something. <clears throat> um, but... According There's... to Investopedia, a roll-up refers to closing an existing options position while opening a new position in the same options at a higher strike price. Okay, yeah, so I was not Roll rolling up. up. I've never heard yeah, it I was... counted as that. Oh, so roll out is to a further expiry. Roll up is yeah. a move in, in the same expiry but higher but strike up price. The strike price. Oh, yeah, yeah, so okay. I was I was using a term but not the correct term. So yeah, so I want to roll out. Roll out. Okay. Got that roll out. All right, I'm gonna drop that song to you later on the Discord. <laughs> Can't believe you've never heard that song. I probably have. Yeah, oh, it's gonna hit you right in the face. Because I'm not so it. fucking old. <sighs> well, sorry that song wasn't playing at your eighth grade middle school graduation dance party, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we had a uh, boots with the fur at that point. Oh yeah, Flow Rida. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wait, God. are Apple Bottom jeans? Is that a public company? Can I trade in that? This is how <laughs> this is how invested in the stock market I am. Uh, that's however, Apple, right? I think Levi, Levi, I think is still a strong company, uh, and I don't think it's done yet. I mean, 
they're not going anywhere, so definitely. I need to get some new jeans soon, so hey. Might as well buy a Levi stock. Yeah. Every buy time you buy a pair of jeans, one more stock. <laughs> buy one share. Yeah. Every time Tim buys a pair of jeans, Levi gets his wings. As long as I get a dividend, that's all I care about. Cool. Well, you want to get out of here before the editor kills us? Yes, Cue but... the outro. Cue the outro, Tim. I don't think that's your line. Oh, that was a good one, though. I, I say we leave it. Cue it. Cue it. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to The Roots Report by Roots Research. Everything discussed in this podcast should be considered to be disinterested commentary between the hosts, and this is not financial advice, as we are not financial advisors. Please be sure to share and follow us on Twitter and Spotify, and even join our Discord. Links are in the description below. This has been Roots Research, and stay rooted.